Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to So That Just Happened, a podcast for those who have lost their person and want to find themselves. I'm Carly Cooper, a single mom, widow, coach, author, and chronic truth seeker. My superpower is finding the funny, the hope, and the silver lining in any shit situation. This podcast is for the purpose of education only and is not a replacement for therapy. If you need additional support, please seek out a trained professional for help with your specific situation. Let's get to it, shall we? Relationships at the best of times can be challenging, but being in a new relationship after losing your person, well, for me, that's trying to pass grade 12 math challenging. Healthy relationships take patience, understanding, compassion, mutual respect, great communication, and of course, love and connection. It's about constantly checking in with how you feel, how the other person feels, and making sure both your needs are being met, that both of you feel seen and heard. But in my opinion, you can't get to this relationship nirvana without knowing who you truly are first. I met my husband, Mark, when I was 19 years old. At the time, I wasn't looking to settle down or find a husband. I was more concerned about which hair product would help me achieve that messy Meg Ryan hairstyle I was desperately trying to emulate. I didn't really know who I was or what I valued or what I wanted out of my life. My goal at the time was to try and find a career that didn't set me in a panic and trigger my IBS. Took me about 10 years to figure that one out. I got lucky with Mark. We were super compatible, had the same warped and dark sense of humor, and we just got each other. So I never felt the need to go inward and figure out what I needed from a relationship standpoint. My deep thinking and analyzing were were reserved for my career path. And for most of our 27-year journey together, that's what my thoughts and personal development were focused on. But when I became a widow, all that shifted. I no longer focused on my career goals. I didn't care about how I could be a better coach or a marketer or how I could up-level my sales skills. My attention turned to how I could get back to myself, to learn how to navigate this world on my own and be strong again for me and my son. My self-reflecting thoughts and personal growth were now about strengthening my relationship with myself. I knew that before I could even begin to contemplate calling in a new relationship, I had to get super clear about who I was now, what I needed, and the kind of person I wanted to allow in. After Mark died, I had a recurring thought. I felt like I was too old to start over, but too young to be alone for the rest of my life. And even though the idea of making small talk with strange men and telling my story over and over again and being vulnerable enough to bring down my walls and risk getting hurt again, even though that all terrified and exhausted me, I decided that I didn't want to live the rest of my life on my own. But I promised myself that I would go about the pursuit of happiness on my own terms, in a way that felt aligned with who I am and what I stand for. So if you've been following my journey and listening to every episode, thank you for that, by the way. You know that I'm currently in an amazing relationship, 
And if you want to hear more about that, listen to the episode called How Carly Got Her Groove Back. That's going to share my dating journey without me having to repeat it here. Before I met my boyfriend, I did a lot of work on myself. I don't mean the Botox and filler kind of work. I mean the going deep into my innards kind of work. The healing of old and new wounds. The sitting in the mud kind of stuff where I had to get really honest and reflective of what worked and what didn't that I never really wanted to admit out loud before. The facing of my own demons, insecurities, control issues, fears, anxieties, and ways I used to deny my true feelings in the name of being a supportive and good wife. It was the kind of work that made me look and feel like I'd been through 12 rounds with the heavyweight champion of the world and I got my ass majorly kicked. But I managed to stay in the fight and remain standing. Sure. It may have felt like my legs were made of jello and I'd been shot in the neck with a horse tranquilizer, but somehow, some way, I remained standing. And then it was like I was reborn. I awoke into a new version of myself. I now know who I truly am, what I want, who I want, what I value, what's a deal breaker, what's a non-negotiable, what I need in order to really feel alive again. Yay, I finally reached the relationship nirvana. Or so I naively thought. Because then, the shit started surfacing. My overactive brain revved back up, and old wounds split open, spewing old stories and projecting past pains. But here's the thing about doing the work. You still feel the shit. You still have days when you want to shut the world off and take to your bed but your resilience is stronger and your bounce back time is much faster. With this new self-awareness, I've learned that when something feels off in my relationship or when I feel triggered, instead of engaging in my old patterns of repressing, retreating, reacting, numbing out, or denying my feelings or needs, I face it and try to figure out the root cause of my angst. It's not easy. And it rarely feels fun, but it's healthy and it's necessary. We attract people into our life who will at times compliment us, but can also challenge us and inadvertently teach us what we still need to learn and heal. So now I try to look at every trigger or argument as a wound that still needs tending to. Now when I find myself feeling overwhelmed or anxious or trying to manage everyone else, I work on creating stronger and clear boundaries. When I catch myself getting frustrated or angry, I take a step back and stop trying to solve, fix, or control, especially when I'm not asked to. When I feel exhausted, drained, and spread too thin, I stop trying to do everything myself and ask for fucking help, most of the time. I used to bite my tongue in order to keep the peace. I was scared of confrontation and avoided it like the mall on Boxing Day. But now, it feels much worse for me to harbor resentment because my needs aren't being met. So I speak up and say what's on my mind. We are all responsible for our own happiness. 
While you want to be with someone or surround yourself with people who ultimately raise you up, you can't rely on them to do all the heavy lifting. It's up to you to lovingly speak up and advocate for yourself, to know what you need and kindly ask for it, to respectfully set boundaries and protect your energy and graciously accept when you've messed up and make it right. On days when I feel particularly beaten down or hard on myself, I remind myself that there will always be something to work on and that reaching nirvana is actually accepting you're never really going to reach it. So I just do my best and try really hard to love myself exactly as I am. I wish the same for you. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening to this So That Just Happened podcast. I really hope you found value in this episode and that you're walking away with at least one golden nugget that you can implement or feel inspired by. I would be so grateful if you would share it with one friend or family member who is committed to moving forward and transforming their life. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch every new episode and please leave me a review. It would mean so much to me. Also, follow me on Facebook and Instagram at at Coach Carly. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.